Welcome back, Bolt Fam, for another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Been a few days, but we are back and we are ready to talk about training camp. I am Colin, and right along with me, we have Miles, our other co-host. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing, man? How was your trip? Good. Good. Just got back from from vacation, so I was a little tuned out over the last week, week and a half, um, just being Charger, Charger World updated, and uh, yeah, just good to be back. Um, vacation was awesome, and you know, now getting back to the... Uh, the the reality of going to work and and all that fun stuff so yeah man it was good and uh yeah how was your how was your time away um you know i don't i got much for you honestly i you know i played some golf drank some beer hung out with some friends but i'm just happy football's back finally well not i mean it's not like games back yet but not quite yet we got a chargers game what a week from now, I believe, but uh, yeah, next Saturday or I think it's Sunday. Next Saturday, yeah, but ah, I'm just happy. Well, I'm I'm happy training camp's back, but it's still kind of scary. You know how that goes. <laughs> but I'm still I'm just happy that we get we're getting some content. You know, yeah, a hundred percent. Training camp has gone pretty pretty smooth so far. We're obviously going to talk about it in great depth here in a second. Um, but yeah, man, that that sounds like a great week. Just enjoying the last couple weeks of summer. When do you uh when do you start classes again? Uh, the twenty second, I believe. So I've still got two more weeks, but yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, coming up quick. Summer is coming to an end, but that also means football is right around the corner. So super exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to to dive into to about a week and a half's worth of, of camp that I haven't really, or that we haven't really discussed much on. Um, you know, I've basically just been consuming like every other Chargers fan out there. And uh, yeah, now we get a chance, like you said, to, to make some content. So let's get into it, man. Um, but before we start, I do have an icebreaker for you. And I know I already kind of told you what it was before we hopped on, but what is your favorite all-time football movie? I want you to think about it for a sec, because there, there's, there's probably a couple that come to your mind right away, but the more you kind of sit there and dive into it, you find like four or five that you had forgotten about or that just didn't come come to you right away, so... I'll give you a second if you need it, but I I already know mine. Yeah, I got I've got mine. I've got two of them really, but I'm gonna go. So first one that does come to mind is The Blind Side. Um, that's is that number one. one for you? Um, it's more of kind of a one A one B kind of thing with The Blind Side and okay. this other one, but I do love The Blind Side a lot. Um. Plus, Sandra Bullock is so bad in that movie. <laughs> but um, no, that that's like the first. That was one of my first like. That was probably the first football movie I ever really loved. Like when I first saw it, I loved it. But the other one that comes to mind, I don't know if you've seen it. Honestly, not a ton of people are familiar with it. It's got Matthew McConaughey. We are Marshall. 
No, I have not seen We Are you Marshall. Not, you know, like the whole story about the Marshall, like how the whole team died in the plane crash, and then yeah, and basically I, that that part of that's about all I've and that Matthew McConaughey is in that movie. It's uh, it's on Netflix, so you gotta check it out. But that movie just that's one of my all time favorite movies, probably. Um, and it's just kind of how they real rebuild their program. It's one of those like the ending kind of gives me goosebumps and like, yeah, just I love that movie. You got to check it out for sure. Yeah, I didn't realize it was on Netflix. I'll definitely have to check it out. Um, yeah, that's that's one of those I haven't seen, and I was actually I'm surprised by uh, by your answers because I figured we would have at least one, if not both, of the same answers, and none of those were uh, were my pick. So. My all-time favorite. There's definitely a few of them that I'm just forgetting, but those were the first two that came to mind. So, yeah, no, those are solid picks, uh, and even even uh, a couple that I had forgotten about. Like I said, more are coming to me, but uh, I'd have to go my favorite all-time football movie, hands down. It's got to be Remember the Titans. Okay, it has so that, to be. Yeah, see that that's another that would be like probably number two for me, or one A, one B, one C. You know. I mean, so. the story's good. Um, it's got a great soundtrack, great acting, great actors. And yeah, just, just a great, great movie. Sad at the end, but like I said, the story is good. And then honorable mention for me, this was a tough one because I had two that I was like, oh man, I they're not my favorite, but I, I absolutely love these movies. Would be, uh, so I guess both both honorable mentions for me would be one, the second longest yard with Adam Sandler and two. Have you seen the, the little giants? Oh yeah. Little giants is a classic dude. The, I, I love the little giants. It is hilarious. It's a great movie. I haven't and, seen that movie in so long. I need to find it again though, but yeah, that is a great, great movie. Yeah. It's, and it probably, I mean, it probably doesn't come to mind at all for most people when they think football movies, but Hey man, it, it, it technically counts. Yeah, for sure. That that's a great movie. I know there's there's definitely some that are really skipping my What's mind. the Oh, I'm thinking of the play, the uh the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> that's uh, the name of the, oh, the play yeah, that they ran. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um yeah, no. I I'm definitely forgetting a few um that I just can't quite think of right now. So your favorite was Blindside and well, 1A 1B Blindside and We Are Marshall. Those are good yeah, picks. Marshall would probably be number one for me. Yeah, I just love that movie. Another great one. Um, I guess it's kind of a football movie, more of like a PG football movie. But uh, the game plan. Uh, I haven't. I, I haven't seen that one. I know the rocks in it. Yeah, um, with the rock. That's a good movie. Yeah. Well, okay. I think would it's funny because so- like, doesn't the rock play a quarterback in that movie? Yeah, it's like a Disney movie, <laughs> so like I feel stupid saying it, but it is actually a pretty good movie. It's like, let's cast the, the closest guy that looks like a defensive end, and we'll just say he's quarterback. He's a baller. <laughs> like, um, sorry, but no other quarterback in the history of NFL has probably been built like that. But, hey, if you say it's good, I'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Maybe, maybe sometime seen... if I uh, re-up the Disney Plus. I'll like, I'll check it out. Have you seen um, Ace Ventura? Uh, yes, I have. Would you the consider that one, a football right? movie? Uh, 
I, I think it depends. I don't know. I'm not going to say yes or no, but it, I, I, you can make an argument for it for sure. I mean, it's football based, I guess, because that's my favorite movie of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a classic. And that's, that's one for me, but I don't know. No, those are hey, all good movies. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to catch up and and watch We Are Marshall. And also, it's been a while since I've seen The Blind Side, so you know, I'm pretty sure The Blind Side's on Netflix also. So, I just actually just scrolled across it one of the like couple days. I don't know. A couple weeks ago, I was like surfing the channels and it was on and I watched like five minutes of it and then I had to go do something, but great movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All righty, man. Well, let's dive into some training camp talk and though real quick, real quick. Ooh, you nice. hear that? That was Chris. A good old fashioned Coca-Cola. Uh, there you go. Because um, my body consumed way too much alcohol on vacation, and um, I'm currently detoxing. So, so yeah, that's the that's the problem with us doing this recording on a Sunday. Is I am just absolutely demolished from last <laughs> night. So, I'm yeah, this is nice old cold crisp H two O water. There you go. That's the the good old fashioned go juice. Everyone needs it. It's important. Drink drink your water, kids. Yeah, for sure. So I'm still I'm still reviving myself, but it was an eventful last twenty four hours, so Hey, there you go. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to get the uh the, the can crack in there, but uh oh, yeah, it was crisp. Yeah, let's uh let's get it kicked off here. So first off, um I, I wanna note that as we're as we are recording this on Sunday night, the Chargers are actually playing a uh, no, it's not a it's just a practice, right? They, it was supposed That's to be a scrimmage, scrimmage, but then got changed. Yeah. So they're practicing as we record. No scrimmage. Or no, it's an inter-squad no, scrimmage. Scrimmaging. Are they yeah. not scrimmaging anymore? No, they are. I think it's just an inter-squad scrimmage, I think. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, So they're, they're scrimmaging, um, I'm, which I imagine that means first-team first offense against first-team defense because – as I caught up and, and read into uh, training camp, it sounds like a lot of the reps have been like either they'll, they'll spread it out first team offense against second team defense or vice versa. And they have had some one-on-one reps. I know that for sure, but I think this, this will be a good, another good, uh, you know, measuring stick for the, for the staff as to, you know, who's standing out and, and who's, who's really not, but, that is going on as we record, so we won't have the most up-to-date um, news for you guys because, you know, as this comes out tomorrow, Monday the 8th, uh, we will not have been able to talk about it. So I'm going to focus on the first couple days of camp, and then we can kind of move on from there. But um, Chargers have 10, 10 practices left. Well, actually nine after tonight. Um, with some preseason games mixed in there. And um, I think it's safe to say the biggest position battles so far, you know, right tackle, running back two, you know, it's those are still pretty wide open. And based off of what I've read uh, from Daniel Popper and, and The Athletic, 
the the staff and everyone in the building seems to kind of kind of think the same thing you know it's still wide open no one's really stepped up and 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 taken clear control of the battle but um yeah just wanted to throw that out there so first thing i want to talk about uh is are the standouts and i have three of them and i asked you before we we recorded to pick three standouts of your own so hit me with those and then uh go go into depth a little bit about them Okay, let's go. I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. You yeah, do let's one. do it. All right. So my first standout that I got is a really under the radar dude that like, I don't even know that he's ever got really big time meaningful reps, but it has just kind of been balling out so far in this camp. And it's Mark Webb, of all people. Mm. Mark Webb has been having an insane camp. I mean, I was just reading, I'm reading popper's article over him right now just kind of glancing through it a little bit but i've seen so many people on twitter uh, i mean reporters saying that like he is just he's get he was getting some reps with the first team defense um i mean especially since derwin is still sitting out so that obviously helps his case a little bit but um and he's been really versatile i mean he can play he's been playing up high he's been going uh to nickel corner and uh, even like a safety linebacker hybrid position, um, apparently he's he's really has made quite a few plays, uh, batting down some balls from Herbert, um, and has just kind of been flying all over the field. It sounds like so. Mark Webb's a guy to maybe keep an eye on through camp. Yeah, yeah, solid pick. I, I had uh, as I was reading up on camp and kind of the, the day-to-day, you know, he was a name that kept popping up from Daniel Popper um, in his articles, just a guy that he got hurt at the end of last year. And Staley even said, you know, he didn't really get a chance to, to really sh- take that next step. And Staley feels um, that he would have played significantly down the stretch um, in the secondary. So uh, yeah, it's good to see him back. It's good to see, you know, this is the time of year where, I have a tough time buying into all the, the hoopla, you know, um, with some beat writers, it, they can make it seem like every player at every position is, is primed for a career year, like all, you know, a uh, pro bowl caliber year. And then you, you know, you get to the first couple of games in the season and it's just not the case. So I'm excited for Mark Webb. Um, I don't know how much stock I'm going to buy into, a, um, even a lot of these standouts that I'll bring up, you know, I just think it's nice to see them off to a good start in camp. But yeah, Mark Webb is definitely a guy that it's very, very refreshing to see him um, make some plays and and, uh, and stand out so far. Yeah, for sure. All right, so my first standout, and it's not really, it's not a surprise to anyone. I think that's been paying attention to camp, but it's Zion Johnson. Um, first round pick, and, you know, he's, I think, brought a lot of hype with him uh, with that first round pick, but he's really just been backing up his, his, his game in training camp. Everything I've read on him um, from the first day of camp up until yesterday, uh, yesterday's practice has just been, or I don't know if it was yesterday or, or Friday. I've had my days all mixed around, but regardless, he's just been solid, um, you know, getting, getting reps against 
you know, guys like Sebastian Joseph Day, um, Austin Johnson, uh, you know, some of these other really good interior def- defensive linemen, even guys like Braden Fajoko, Christian Covington, just solid reps for a rookie to just jump in and, and uh, you know, even take his development to another stage. But he's been everything that the, the Chargers have have wanted, and I know it's still early, and he still has to play some games and, and uh, you know, get to week one healthy. But, yeah, he's just a guy I'm super excited about and what um, was already excited about, but his playing camp so far is, is just double down everything that we've talked about. Okay. So for my second guy that um, has really been standing out to me so far in camp is somebody that we've had bought in our stock in for a while. We were telling people to hop on the train, and so far he's showed a lot of flashes of what we'd like to see, and that's Josh Palmer. Um, so far, Josh Palmer looks like he's far and away uh, the wide receiver three on this team, and hopefully it comes to a point where, you know, our receivers is 1A, 1B, 1C. Um they're all just talented. I would love I would love having a wide receiver core where we have three dudes, three three different mouths to feed. And like we want to see those mouths getting fed. Um, with the inclusion of then you got like Gerald Everett, Donald Parham. By the way, I hope that he I know he limped off yesterday. I hope that he's all right. I haven't really got many updates on that. Um yeah, Austin Eckler, people like that. But yeah, Palmer so far, it feels like every day I open up Twitter and Popper or somebody is reporting about how Josh Palmer's just making these insane contested catches, kind of like the uh, touchdown that we saw against New England last year. Um, or, you know, I'm just seeing videos of him just blowing people out of their shoes pretty much, um, just beating people left and right. Uh, so that's definitely a guy that we've been really high on and he's definitely proving us right so far. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think to kind of continue on your point, what you were saying, it's more so of just, it's another option for Herbert and it's another reliable option that he's had a chance to build some chemistry with and, and build that foundation um, where he didn't, he didn't have that last year with Palmer, obviously him being a rookie. Um, you know, now another off season. And one thing that Joe Lombardi, the offense coordinator and Brandon Staley have both talked a lot about this off season has been how important the offensive continuity is going to be not only for Justin Herbert, but for everyone. I mean, just, you know, it's the same system. It's the same playbook. Um, you know, and on top of that, you're building chemistry with your quarterback, your offensive line, your, other receivers. Um, I think I saw a video on Twitter some somewhere this week of Palmer and Allen uh, off to the side, you know, kind of walking through certain things and just learning from guys like Keenan Allen are only going to make you a better NFL wide receiver. So um, I think people are starting to buy stock at this point in Josh Palmer. I mean, I think this would not be the best time to get the you already missed getting in on him. Like it's, it's already too late. I think people are, are seeing that he's trending upwards and um, they're excited about him. That's we're all excited about him. That's, that's a player that, you know, we're going to watch closely and, and we expect even, you know, more things out of going into his, his second year. 
Yeah, for sure. So he's definitely been showing some flashes of what is to come. So, yep. Nice yeah. man, solid pick. You, you're uh, you got two solid picks to start off off with. So, my second pick is actually I'm cheating cheating here a little bit. Uh, I I kind of mashed two guys into one pick, and that that being uh, they're both rookies, but Dean Leonard and Jasir Taylor. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I didn't take one of the uh, one of your two picks right there, but um, no, I, I was going to mention something about Dean Leonard, but I, yeah, good good pick, but right, let's hear your reasoning. Yeah, no, just again, I haven't I haven't really seen much film on them at all, really. Um, just going off of what I what I'm reading, what I'm hearing, uh, and seeing on Twitter, and again, just like you mentioned, Mark Webb, um, you know, Dean Leonard and Jasir Taylor are two rookie defensive backs that. I keep reading about and they, I keep seeing their names pop up. So um, I think Daniel Popper has said that Dean Leonard, and I, I think this was a couple days ago, so maybe there's been a play better than this, but according to Daniel Popper, Dean Leonard made has made the play of the entire camp so far on defense and a play where uh, it sounded like, mm-hmm. from what I can remember reading, he um, had great coverage and had to run down and, and, and dive for a pass breakup on can't remember who he was covering, but both sidelines or especially the defensive sideline erupted and uh, yeah, supposedly it was a really good play. So that's really exciting to read, but um, also just reading the praises for Jasir Taylor. There was another video on Twitter. I think Brandon Staley spent like five minutes coaching him five minutes of like taking time out of his own practice to just spend that one-on-one time with him which I thought was really interesting and really cool because you don't see that a lot, especially with a, a rookie sixth round draft pick. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty cool to see from a head coach. He's invested in, you know, in all of his players, not just his stars or his starters, but um, so yeah, both of those guys, you know, I kind of lumped into that. And again, um, you know, all, all three technically or, or two of my picks here have been rookies, but um yeah, you know, it's it's hard not to have them in that standout category when they're consistently making plays, you know, day after day. Yeah, that's a great pick. I uh, did see that that uh, article on Dean Leonard, play of the camp so far. Um, so that's why I was going to mention him, but no. My third guy um, is a newcomer on the team. I pretty much just kind of want to talk. I mean, he's been doing well in camp too, but I want to just talk about how freaking hilarious this dude is. And it's SJD. <laughs> dude, he is, he is so funny. Like the, the whole video of um, the Madden rankings, um, how he went down or something. And then yep. he was like, I mean, like, like, it's fine. It's whatever. And then it just keeps cutting back to him. It's like, but like, how could you do this to me? Or like, <laughs> Um, like pretending like he doesn't care, but inside he does. But yeah, um, he's also been doing great in camp so far, from what I've seen. Um, definitely gonna help help out that uh, horrid run defense that we've seen over the last few years. Um, I remember there was one popper article where he like, I know Zion Johnson like totally stonewalled in one play, and then um. Sebastian Joseph Day just came back next play and like just put on some like little maneuver and got right through him, got right through the hole or something like that. 
So I'm really excited to see him out on the field um, coming a month from now. So, yeah, I would go Sebastian Joseph Day for my third and final standout so far. Yeah, no, that's, that's another solid pick. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a goofy guy. He's got he's got a great personality. I think that's that's what makes football so great too. Is just you get the you know obviously you get the play and the physicality, the athleticism from the players, and that's why they are in the NFL. But then you get to see their their character and their personality off the field and and on the field too. So. That's one. I mean, he's he was a fan favorite from the moment he signed with his really cheesy picks um, that he was taking, you know, and just he's been excited to be a Charger from day one. And anytime you have that vibe coming in, the fans are going to love you. They're going to rally around you. And on top of that, he's a good player. Like he's going to start on this really, really good defensive line. And yeah, that's uh, one of the guys I'm really looking forward to watching, not only just through camp, but for, for the entire really his entire time that he's going to be in, in the, the bloom, bloom gold. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. My last standout pick, um, is a guy I believe going into, gosh, I lose track of time. I believe year three. Uh, and that's Nasir Adderley, man. Is he going into year three or four? Yeah. He's, oh yeah. Year three. Year okay. Three. Cause he was drafted with, um, Tillery. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, man, I got to show love to Nas. You know, he's, I think we all saw him take a huge jump. I mean, his rookie season was kind of a lost season for injuries and just trying to make it back. And then, um, just never really came to, to be much, but took a huge jump this last season under Brandon Staley. And, and that kind of revitalized him a little bit. And now, um, you know, according to, to Popper, it's it seems to be like he's he's taking those strides again in training camp. He's um, he's gotten beat on a few plays, um, but it's camp, you know. It's it's August. It's you know this these are the time this is the time of year where that stuff's going to happen. You know, these guys are are knocking the rust off, and um, you know it's football. But he's made some plays and he's he's showing up when he needs to, and that's one of those guys that can be a real difference maker in the back end of that secondary. I mean, everyone knows about the Derwin Jameses, the uh, Asante Samuel Juniors, the JC Jacksons, the Bryce Callahans, but he's one of those guys back there that can really elevate the entire secondary with his play um, at, at safety. So uh, really excited to see how the rest of his camp goes, how, you know, the season starts off for him because he, he, uh, and he had some ups and downs last year, but, all in all had, had a good year and, and looking to see him build on that. Okay. So I'm going to correct myself. He was drafted in 2019, but no, cause Herbie, Herbie's going into his third year. So Nasir must be going into, I think he's going into his fourth. It must be his fourth. I, okay. I remember, I remember when we drafted him, he was, he was in the, um, the, the Nashville draft. Yeah, and that was like where we took that 99 guy and um, Kyler Murray was first pick that year. Yeah, I don't I think know. you're right. But yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. Uh, definitely saw some flashes from him last year. 
uh, one of my favorite highlights last year. I don't know if you remember, but at the Chiefs game, I think it was Hilaire was coming up the middle, and Nasir just came out of nowhere and just put him six feet deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's and that's the thing is everyone knows he's he's been a talented he's guy. Balling. I mean, he he's if you watch his he's college highlight tape at uh, Delaware, I mean, I know it's Delaware, but dude's just a freak athlete. Um, grandson or yeah, grandson of Hall of Famer. I can't remember. I can never remember his name. I think he just passed away this year. Oh, I just I just saw it too, but I just exited out of it. But yeah, the I Packers, I believe, his, his granddad played for. So yes, um, yeah. the genes, the bloodlines there. I mean, he's 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 uh, he just I think he needs to blossom under the right staff and under the right uh, coach. And I think he's he's got that now, which is exciting. So. Um, yeah, I got some high praises for high hopes for Nasir Adderley this year. Yeah, man. Love those picks. Nice. Well, now that we got the uh, three standouts out of the way, uh, let's transition over and talk about some camp highlights. There's been some, there's been some big stuff already happening in the first half of, uh, of training camp with just within the first nine or 10 practices. And, um, you know, these are just a couple highlights that, that came to my mind that, that seem to be getting the most attention on Twitter and, and making the rounds on social media, just amongst Charger fans, um, NFL fans. And if you're a Chargers fan, these are definitely things you've been keeping an, an eye on and, 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 and anxiously awaiting. Um, and so for, for one, uh, one of the biggest highlights for me has been reading about and seeing a little bit of the JC Jackson, Mike Williams competition in camp. I don't know how much you've read into it, but it is. Yeah. It took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Well, go ahead. Yeah. What I mean, uh, elaborate. Well, pretty much I was really going to highlight JC got his, I think it was yesterday. I'm trying to find Popper's article again. Yesterday, two days ago when he got, he got his first pick at camp. Yep. Um, So just love seeing that. Obviously, JC Jackson is, when he came in, like over the last three seasons, he's got the most interceptions out of the whole league, I believe. Um, So you love, you love seeing that those tendencies starting to carry over to new squad. And yeah, I've, I mean, Mike Williams is not an easy guy to cover. I mean, he's, I think he's, what, I just, six, I just four, love two. that matchup. Like, I just think it's the perfect matchup, oh, like, no. especially for both sides, like talk about, and, and this is going to be kind of a theme of the highlights um, just because it's it. And just the theme of mine in general is like, you know, both sides of the ball on this team are going to get so much better because of who they're going to be going up against in practice. And so this competition between JC and Mike just kind of like highlights all of that, you know, like you got a guy, Mike Williams, who's, you know, elite wide receiver, JC Jackson, elite cornerback. And they're going at it in training camp. Like it's, it's a win-win for the chargers. No matter who loses the rep, it is a win-win for the chargers. And, on top of that, it, it's just, you know, that it sounds like from what I've read about, um, you know, that that battle particularly has been back and forth. So it's it's even been more entertaining just because you don't know who's who's going to win this rep. Iron sharpens iron, baby. 
So exactly, exactly. You got, two ball, you got two ballers like that going up against each other. They're bound to just get better at their craft. So yeah, so that was a highlight for me. Um, what what about one of your highlights? Or was that one of them? Well, see, yeah. Well, that was kind of one of them, but I can jump to my next one. Um, was well, I guess we already talked about it, the Dean Leonard play. Oh well, um, I mean, I, I didn't. I just kind of honestly, I, I didn't. I don't know if I skimmed over it or if it just was. If there was only a couple sentences there, but I didn't really dig into it too much. So you might, you might know okay, about see, it. I remember. I did see the. I saw the video. I would have to go back and find it again. Let's see if I could find it on Twitter, but. From my understanding, I know that Dean Leonard is kind of a baller. Yeah, and he's been, been playing players. on the outside, whereas it sounds like Jasir Taylor has been playing more on the inside. Yeah, for sure. So here's one play. I should just there's there's a few plays here that are really impressive. I'm not finding the video of the one that I'm exactly thinking about. But we have one here where it is looks like a slant route to Mike Will, I believe. Um, I can't tell who the receiver is, but slant route, uh, cutting up the middle, um, and then you got Easton Stick throwing the ball to him, and Leonard just comes up out of nowhere and just swats the ball right out of the way, making perfect content contact at the right time, no pass interference, getting that ball out of there. Um, and he's even been – he's – we talked about J.C. Jackson versus Mike Williams. Dean Leonard's been paired up with Williams a few times before, and his physicality has been actually insane. He was blanketing Williams earlier earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, but he literally was putting the clamps on Mike Will. So for seventh-round cornerback, we might have found it – we might have found a diamond in the rough there. No, yeah, for sure. I mean – that's what's so great. Another great thing about the NFL is like on draft weekend, you know, you you just when the sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders get called, even as a like a fan of of a team, uh, unless you're a, a draft junkie and, and and do seventh round mocks until the sun comes up, like most most of these fans, like guilty as charged, like myself, I, I don't know who some of these guys are that, that you know are being called. So it's kind of like a, uh, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, we'll wait until the, the, the beat writers start talking about them. But um, these are two guys I didn't, did not know much about um, once they were drafted, did not know much about really after that. I mean, I dug into them a little bit. Obviously we did a draft episode and we kind of highlighted every, every draft pick, but um, yeah, really, really encouraging to to read um about the success that they've had in camp so far um both i mean dean leonard and jasir taylor because i want to i want to show him some love too but uh yeah i i think you could be right man maybe maybe two diamonds in the roughs um to really solidify that that defensive back depth going forward yeah that'd be absolutely incredible if we could have a dude first season get some meaningful snaps that would be a true, like we said, diamond in the rough. So we'll see. And also, I mean, a lot of it depends on how Staley wants to use them. But yes, I mean, two, two encouraging signs from both those those rookie, yeah, rookies, um, in their first NFL training camp. So 
great, great highlight. And then my next highlight that I had is uh, just good old vintage Herbert and how good it is just to see him back on the football field. You know, I think every fan through the offseason goes through like a twilight zone period where it just feels like forever since you've seen, like you almost forget what it's like to watch your team play. And training camp just kind of like, you know, takes the curtain away on all that. And, and it's like, oh, here here is everything again. You know, here's Justin Herbert. Here's this offense, this, all these amazing defensive players that we just got this offseason. And it's just so good to see Herbert. Um, you know, highlights of him of him on Twitter, slinging the rock, you know, watching him uh, split defenders 30, 30 yards downfield, you know, escape pressure. Uh, it's just a great sight and just makes me makes me realize how fortunate I am that uh, we have a an elite quarterback and also how fortunate we are to be this close to football. Yeah, for sure. I could watch that dude sling the rock all day long. So I love that take. Yeah, he's got great balls. Uh, yeah, bonk. But yeah. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for someone to to tweet me that reference. So, Collins in horny jail right now. So. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the reference from uh, Hard Knocks, what, his rookie season. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, I know. Okay, I was about. like, <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure everyone else knows yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. So let's see; those are two of your standouts. Do you have any more? Or or those, have you gone through your three? Um, we did kind of cover because my other one was going to be about Zion Johnson, but we kind of covered that. So I'm going to go with um the uh play so far of Isaiah Spittler talk about that a little bit yeah um it's time it's really sounding like he's gonna develop into quite the RB2 behind Eckler and some reports are actually saying that there might not even be much of an RB2 argument it might be kind of one of those Ezekiel Elliott Tony Pollard splits okay so that's you are bringing up everything I want to talk about right now because (laughs) I read I think in one of the last training camp uh articles from Daniel Popper that and I even think I even said this earlier in the episode that both the RB2 and the right tackle competition are, are pretty fairly still wide open. I'm actually calling bullshit on that on the running back side of things because in that same article that I read Popper I think took quotes from who's our running backs coach gosh dang I can't can't remember his name anyways I'm not good with positional coaches, so I got nothing for you. But there, there's yeah. quotes from the staff saying that, well, you know what what Kelly brings is, you know, he's going into his third year, and you know he's a lot smarter and more mature and sees the game differently and all this extra whatever. And what Roundtree brings is, you know, he's got this very strong base and he's he's a tough runner and you know if, if he could learn how to you know utilize that and more of his game, then you know he would you know, be even better. And then they started talking about Isaiah Spiller. And the first sentence basically said, well, that's why we love him because he's a a beautiful blend of the two. He's a combination of the two. And that to me just told me everything. I mean, okay, so he's, he is leading slash winning the competition or just to me with that sentence, sentence alone. 
that tells me everything I need to know. I need to know about the RB two competition. I don't know how you feel, but I, I mean, I think you would agree with me, and I think most fans would based off what we've read and what we've seen so far in camp. But yeah, I, I I'm I say all that to agree with you, but I think. I think he has a hold on this competition, and I think it's his to lose. Yeah, no, well, 100%. Uh, just with his kind of talent, I mean, there's a reason. What was he? He was our third-round draft pick, or was that fourth? Uh, third. Second pick, but we didn't, we didn't have a second-round draft pick, so third round. Yeah, we didn't have it because that was for – Yeah, well, we took Khalil Mack with that pick. So. Yeah, Khalil Mack. But – so, Yeah. Um, especially for a running back, usually dudes, if you're taking them, you know, first three, first four rounds, you expect them to really, you know, make their mark heading into their rookie year. So I think that Spiller will for sure. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I think you, you made a pretty good, good comparison when you said Pollard and Zeke, although I don't think Eckler and Zeke are just completely different running backs, but. As far as a one-two punch, I mean, yeah, someone someone has been needing to take the, the load off Austin Eckler for two seasons now, and I would like to watch that guy play more seasons, not only in the NFL, but for the Chargers, so let's not run him into the ground and ruin him and have him be out of the league in two years because he's just been absolutely beaten up and so, yeah, they, they, the Chargers desperately need to find, and they've and they've known this, and fans have known this. They, they've needed to find in the running back two for the last couple seasons, and at times they've thought they've had it. At times, it's been the complete opposite. They're like, we have three extra guys that are are basically all, you know, the same production wise, and it's not it's not great. It's not a lot, so. Yeah, I think they've finally found, well, who knows? We'll have to see. I think they've found their RB2, as in I think they know who's going to be in that role when the season starts. But as far as have they found an RB2, a productive RB2 to go along with a good one-two punch, you know, Austin Eckler duo, that's still to be seen, obviously. Yeah, obviously Austin Eckler definitely can handle a big workload. I mean, we've seen him. He's a, somebody that we get the ball in his hands 30 times a game with his pass catching abilities. But again, just someone else to compliment it, someone else to lighten that load for yeah. him is only going to increase his longevity. It's only going to keep him fresher out on the field. And I mean, the past few years, the people that were backing him up were Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson, who never really did much. I mean, Justin Jackson showed flashes every once in a while. Tremaine Pope. When he was on the field. Troy Maine Pope. Like, seriously? Larry Roundtree. We definitely need somebody. Yeah, and those are, like, people that, like, I didn't really want to put the ball in their hand that bad. Yeah. But now it'll be nice having some faith in somebody else to get the ball in their hands a little bit. So Yeah, no, I think – I think at the end of the end of the day, end of the season, I think Spiller is going to have a, a successful rookie year, and I think fans will be pleased with him. At least that's what I I, I really do believe that. 
that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting him to kind of jump in. And I mean, I think he will have some growing pains and I think he's going to have some tough moments at some point in the season where, you know, some of the more radical chargers fans might, you know, call for his head on Twitter at some point, but, and and I think that's worth pointing out because I know it's probably going to happen at some point, but I think overall he'll have a nice year. He'll be productive. Um, he'll be a, a nice option to rely on in certain certain situations. So, yeah, I, I've I've been very impressed with him so far in camp. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's hope that he's. I think he's only going to get better too. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I have one more highlight um, that I wanted to talk about real quick before we get out of here, and that has also been a really good competition. Um, not a not a position competition but um just uh, offense versus defensive competition that's that's been Khalil Mack and Rashawn Slater that iron sharpens iron th- yeah iron sharpens iron that i think that was day 5 or 6 of camp when they did one on one um OLDL refs and that that was uh that was really entertaining to see i think i saw some clips on twitter and and the way that Daniel Popper wrote about it was just like holy shit, yeah. Iron sharpens iron, and I, I mean that's that's that could honestly be my our theme for the whole season or this off season is just iron sharpens iron. Um, but yes, uh, I, I believe Slater won the first rep and, and stood up Cleo Mack, and then the next rep Cleo Mack came back and and kind of got into him a little bit more. And was able to kind of boost around him and, and, and get through to, to Justin Herbert. According to Daniel Popper, he doesn't know if it would have been a sack, but if it was a live game, live situation, he said Herbert definitely would have had to scramble out of the pocket and and uh, you know improvise on his own a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean we talked about this offensive line. I don't know how this offensive line can't be better coming out of training camp with dealing with guys like Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, um, you know, uh, Sebastian Joseph day, Austin Johnson, Kyle Van Noy, just solid, solid NFL starters slash superstars that you're going up against and getting reps, you know, consistently. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was a highlight that to me stood out and it was one of the more entertaining bits that I've seen come out of camp so far. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Those two, again, it's basically the same deal with JC Jackson, Mike Williams. It's two of the best players in the league at their positions going after it. So they're, all that they're going to do is improve. So yeah, a hundred percent. So as far as highlights go, um, th- those are the highlights that have stood out to me the most in camp. Um, to recap what we've talked about today, you know, three standout players for me, they were Zion Johnson and then a mixture of Dean Leonard, just here, Taylor kind of com- combining for that second pick of, of standouts. And my third pick was Monsieur Adderley. So those are three guys that I've read about and, uh, and watched a little bit in camp and, Remind me again your three standouts. I know you had um, 
Well, yeah, just fresh my breath real quick. Yeah, <laughs> Who were they again? <laughs> who, um, who did I pick? Who did I pick? I I was I was pretty proud of myself for memorizing them before, and then I didn't think I'd have to say them again. Um, it was not Dean Leonard. Oh, Mark Webb. Yes, Mark Webb. Um. Josh Palmer. I think I said Mark Mark Webb, Josh Palmer, and who was the other one? You said Zion Johnson, right? Yeah. Yeah, you said Zion Johnson. I think you said Spiller. The other one was oh Sebastian Joseph Day. Oh yeah, Sebastian Joseph Day, that's right. Yeah, so your picks were um Mark Webb, Josh Palmer, and Sebastian Joseph Day. And then you highlighted your highlights. You said one was Dean Leonard's play, his pass breakup, because that was. Yeah, he's had a few pretty good pass breakups, pretty good looking plays in which he has read the QB's eyes pretty nicely and made a play on the ball. So that would be one of them, or that was one of them. And then you also had um, the same one as me, the, the J.C. Jackson and, and Mike Williams. J.C. Jackson interception. Competition, yep. And then the other one was. Um. Damn, how unprofessional of me. Come on, man. I at least have mine written down. I know. I don't have mine written down. I did a good job memorizing yeah, them. What was the really last thing I talked about? Oh, Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah yeah, Spiller. Isaiah Spiller. Yep. So, yeah, lots of good stuff happening Sorry. through camp. Um, like we said earlier in the episode, Chargers are actually practicing scrimmaging as we speak. And I'm scrolling Twitter and – Trying to find the latest update, but I'm not seeing much. I was gonna say I have a few I have a few notes over a few things that have happened. If you want to, if you want me to quickly go over those, yeah, yeah, of course. So, this is via these are all tweets, but it's on the Chargers Pulse Instagram. They just put them on their they just screenshot the tweets and put them on their story. So I'm just kind of reading from those. Um, apparently, let's see, J.K. Scott. Kicked it 60-plus yards from his spot and glued out of bounds, too. Um, apparently, he's been balling out a lot pretty well this camp. Um, as in, that's the punter that we got from Green Bay. Uh, Trey Pickens was with the starters today. So, if that's any indication for that um, right tackle spot. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm seeing some tweets come out now. Um, Guyton gets his first target of the day in a two-minute drill. Chargers two-minute drive with the first-team offense fizzles out after a promising start. Kicker Dustin Hopkins caps it off with a 49-yard field goal. So, yeah, more reps. That's at this point, you know, at training camp, uh, I think, you know, Daniel Popper even said it best in a couple of his articles. And it's basically, you know, we still don't know a lot. There's a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. Football's back. Fans are able to go watch and, and, and see the practices. But, no one really knows anything. I mean, we have a really good idea on a couple of things, and you know, we could probably even say that they're going to happen. And we just, you know, we haven't been able to pencil them in the paper yet. But from there on, I mean, no one really knows anything. So no one knows, um, you know, how the first couple of weeks are going to unfold. How um, you know, health injuries are going to unfold. Knock on wood. But yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I mean, to me, once preseason, once we see a couple preseason games, and 
that's the other thing. Preseason games and joint practices, which I believe we have the first joint practice with the Cowboys on the 17th of August. That's to me is going to tell me more about some of these depth pieces. Some of these guys fighting to make a roster spot, you know, uh, position battles that that stuff uh is really going to be a, a good measuring stick um but there should be some good stuff that comes out of this scrimmage and hopefully um, we'll be able to talk about it here in a couple days yeah for sure um i think we'll just kind of leave the scrimmage talk at that as in it's still going on right now so yeah. once we get a little bit more information we'll definitely be able to hit that in our next episode so awesome well that's all i have you have anything else you want to throw in there promote five more sundays from today and we're back heck yeah baby stick with us five more weeks oh i do have actually something to promote here so uh for those of you that were unable to make it into our inaugural espn fantasy football league where we're going to be doing giveaways we're going to be doing uh fun draws every week we're going to have um, some stuff that interacts the podcast with the fantasy football league, which should be a lot of fun. So if you missed out on that, we have another fantasy football league that is up and is waiting for you to join. All you have to do is download the app and join. And it is on the sleeper app. S L E E P E R download. Or if you just Google or search sleeper app in the app store, it'll pop up. It's an app that, um, was built i guess for fantasy sports and it's a different layout than espn but it's it's one that um supposedly is is very user-friendly and interactive so you can join our backup additional fantasy football league on the sleeper app i believe we have 11 spots left i think we have 12 but miles you need to get your ass in there so that would be 11 after you but the draft is in 28 days, plenty of time to join. Um, and we will, you know, provide additional details at a further time. For sure. Yeah, I'll work on that. So nice. Well, other than that, that's all I wanted to promote. So thank you very much, Bolt Fam, for tuning in to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. This has been episode number 23, uh, training camp talk and just kind of highlighting the highlights and the standouts of camp so far. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at powder hour pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast and the bolts, of course. And with that, I'm going to get out of here because it is Sunday night and I want to go to bed. So peace.